Hi, my name is Ava. This is your Truth for Your 20s podcast with your host, Katie Bormer, my mom. Enjoy listening. If you are between the ages of 18 and young 30s and reaching for that best version of yourself, you are in the right place. Hey, my name is Katie Bulmer. I am an author and speaker to over 30 colleges nationwide. With the heart behind everything I do to be who I needed when I was younger. On this podcast, I interview experts in their field and 20-somethings alike. We'll talk about finances, physical wellness, dealing with your inner mean girl, and you better believe we're going to talk about guys. Our mission here is to empower your socks off and definitely drop some truth bombs along the way. All right, let's get to it and unpack some truths for your 20s. My friend Georgia is a really cool voice I would love for you guys to hear from. She is the ripe age of barely 21, just turned 21, right? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Student at MTSU and pursuing a career in singing, which is amazing. I want to hear all about that. Has a really amazing social media following, and she's going to talk about her war room, which I'm excited about, and also just her college experience. So that's just a little bit about my pal, Georgia. But Georgia, why don't you introduce yourself and give us a little bit more details? Yeah. Hi, guys. My name is Georgia Brown, and I am originally from Arkansas. Um, the Bentonville area. So if you're familiar with Walmart, it is the hometown of good old Walmart. And I'd never moved before, before going to college. And so I was like, I'm still like in my childhood bedroom right now during this whole quarantine stuff. But going to college has been like the most beautiful thing ever. I I got to just have a fresh start. And so I went over to, to Tennessee, to Middle Tennessee State, to pursue the recording industry. And they have a degree over there um, that, Katie, I had no idea this was even a major, but I got a major in songwriting. And it has been just so fun to truly find my voice within a melody, but to find my voice as a woman of God and just on my college campus and what it means to just truly be a light. When, when Jesus says that we are a city on a hill, like, what does that mean? Like, how can we live that out daily when the world is trying to tell us otherwise? And so it has just been the most beautiful journey. And with each semester comes a new season of just challenges and triumphs. And it's, just been so much fun. (laughs) That's awesome. And so you're an upcoming junior, is that right? Upcoming senior. So I just finished my junior year. Isn't that crazy? Okay. So yes, but that's a big jump to move from Arkansas to the Nashville area in case you're wondering. MTSU is pretty close to Nashville, Mm -hmm. but wow. So tell me like, you know, that decision process, how you moved, the, the feels, the scary, but the awesome, all of that good stuff. Yeah. You know, it's so funny that you say that because I was just reflecting on that this morning in my war room and, and praying because going into my senior year now, it's like, Oh wow, Lord! Like it's kind of like I'm I'm going to be a freshman all over again because if there's the questions of okay, what's next? What's after your senior yeah. year? Like what? Like what's your plan? And and I remember those same questions being a senior in high school and people saying, okay, what's next? What's your plan? And when I was telling people I was going to a school nine and a half hours away to pursue a degree in songwriting and at a school that a lot of people hadn't heard of that are from, you know, this Arkansas area, they'd heard of Belmont, but they'd never heard of MTSU. And 
And all I could say was, is that's, I just know that that's the next right yes. And so just taking that next step in obedience and doing the last thing God told me to do, that, that's all I knew up until that point. And so, oh, it was, it was really fun. And the one memory that came to mind this morning was my graduation party of high school, because I remember being at my graduation party and being so excited and filled with joy. And I wasn't filled with fear at all because perfect love casts out fear. And when you know a perfect God, I just had no no worries in the world because he was the one holding and, and writing this story. And so I was just excited to get there. And and I had no idea the the journey I would go on and the people I would meet and just the heart that the Lord would just shape and just take this Play-Doh and just mold it uh, within me and just create me into someone that I didn't even know that I could be. And it has just been so beautiful. So going into my senior year, it's like that same kind of feeling again, those same questions. And just to know that the same God that carried me through my senior year of high school will carry me through my senior year of college. And he's the same God through scripture and he's the same God today in the 21st century. So it has just been a beautiful journey of trusting Oh my gosh. I love everything you just said. So one thing you said in that, that I wrote down, you said, I just knew that moving to MTSU, you know, pursuing this career was the next right thing. And I love that. And for two reasons, because one, we like, we want to see the whole picture, like, okay, yeah. but if I do this, God, like, am I going to get a recording contract? Am I going to, what, what all the, I need to see 10 years down the road. No, no, no. You need to see the next right thing. I remember the analogy I heard one time of sometimes that all we need to see is like, you're in a completely pitch black and you have a flashlight in front of mm, your feet and yeah. that's all you see. You don't see the whole entire room because we we're not equipped to be honest. Like we can't, we yeah. are mere human brains. God's like, just trust me just mm-hmm. one step at a time. But first of all, that is a reason I love it. But also because you stepped in obedience because you knew that was just the one right next step. But I feel like there's a lot of people listening, thinking, okay, that's awesome. But how in the heck did you know that that mm. was the ni- next right step? Do you, do you know how you knew? Oh, that's, that's such a good question. And you know, Katie, I, I had plans to go to Belmont, like ever since the eighth grade, that was the first school that I toured. And I, I was like, well, I love music. I've been doing music my whole life. I grew up singing in the church. And then I started writing original songs when I was like 14. And yes, you can still go on, uh, on iTunes and find all my own music, but I knew nice. that I just loved music. And so, um, I toured Belmont, but I didn't feel peace when I was walking across that campus. And I, I didn't have, you know, the faith that I do now and didn't understand, but I knew something didn't feel right. And it was like a gut feeling. And, and our God just designed our bodies in such a beautiful way that that's supposed to happen. Like those gut feelings, if they're, if they continue to get stronger, lean into them. And so I leaned into it a little bit and we did some more research and, and I honestly, don't know how we found MTSU. I think my mom just was doing her mom thing and was doing a bunch of research, Mm. but we found MTSU and I will never forget my campus tour of that university because I, I felt that piece that was, that was missing. It felt right. And, oh, it was so fun because on this tour, there were posters all over the campus, little yard signs of like all these different campus ministries you could get involved with. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a public state university. And they're so vocal about their faith. And 
I don't remember the rest of the tour really, except for those signs. And, and I know it's like a clear sign from the Lord too. It was like an actual sign in the ground, but I was like, okay, oh, I, I, I want to be here. I want, I want to get involved. Like I want to have community because through my teen years, I didn't really have a lot of community because at my little church here in Arkansas, I was the music director since I was 12. And so I was the youth group, me and my brother. And so I had to lead and grow up quickly. So college for me has been like this beautiful chapter of community and, and like having my college group has been like my youth group and my college experience. So college ministry has been so fun. And so uh, where the spirit of the Lord is like, there is peace and he is the Prince of peace. So follow it, like follow that peace and where you feel peace, he will lead you. And so, and it's an uncomfortable piece too. It it won't be like, Oh, everything's going to be perfect. I'm not nervous at all. Like there's like a healthy nervousness and healthy excitement. And I was just feeling all those feels all at the same time. And all I knew was, okay, I, I just need to be here. And then everything else fell into place. And it's, it's like Matthew 6, 33, where it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all else will be given to you. All these things will be given to you. And so once you seek him with all your heart, you just hold that flashlight up, like you're saying, and everything else will just fall into place because you are walking in obedience and you're walking towards the Prince of Peace. And something that you share about on social that just has my eyes every time it comes up on my feed is your really cool war room. And you guys, if you haven't seen the movie war room, please put that on your list stat, but I'm assuming you get that idea from the movie. Maybe. Yes, girl, you know, so good. It's so good. Okay. So talk to us about that. When did you, when did you start it? Like, what is it like? Tell me all the things. Yeah. So I, I actually started my war room about, almost a year ago. So I started it last fall semester. And before then I was having a a very consistent like daily quiet time um, for college. I would get up earlier than my 8am classes to be able to have that quiet time in because I just, I saw the fruit it was bearing in my life and I wanted more. Like I just wanted more. It was just so, so fun. And my days were better by just seeking him truly first. And so I would wake up at 633 actually. And that would be my alarm to seek for his kingdom. And then I would just head on with the rest of my day. But I noticed that I needed, I needed a little structure. I needed just a quiet place instead of just sitting on my bed and, you know, you know, there's a space to either fall back asleep or grab your phone, you know? And so I, I was going through a rough season, um, just with, I'm a two on the Enneagram. So I just, especially in college, when I see people and my friends going through things that I can't control, I want to be there and just like be their savior, like that savior complex thing that you know is just unhealthy. But oh, there's a difference between like being a disciple and loving the people and then trying to be their Jesus. And so I was kind of having one of those moments. And my sweet friend was like, you need to just come over and let's watch a movie. So lo and behold, the movie she put on was War Room. And I I remember I just went home um, to my little apartment that was like two minutes away from campus. And for the first time in my life, I had a walk-in closet. And I started doing uh, what she did in the movie. And I just started pulling things out of my closet. And 
to shut the door and just be able to sit in the presence of the Lord with no distractions and just be still. Oh my gosh, that changed everything for me. And so I would wake up in the morning and just make my cup of coffee and go shut myself in the closet and turn some worship music on and study his word, uh, have that worship music on and sing. And then I would finish my mornings with writing prayers. And I would just write prayers for different people, different situations in my life. And honestly, Katie, I would pray for my professors because there were a few of them that it was just, it was hard to be a light. They were trying to blow my candle out. And I said, "Mm -mm, no, no, this is not going to happen. And so being able to combat that with prayers, oh, wow, It, it does change everything. Prayer changes everything. And I think it's so easy to to pray something and let it come with you through the day and let it still be weighing on your heart. But having this beautiful representation of, you know, I'm going to write this prayer down. I'm going to stick it on the wall. And Lord, when I close this door, I trust that you hold this prayer in the palm of your hand. And I'm going to go on with my day and know that you are still in control. And I trust you that you hear me and you turn your right ear to me and hear me when I call. And so it has just grown and grown. And I have almost run out of room on all my walls. I'm going to have to like start going over the ceiling. I love that so much. Well, you have inspired me, my friend. I um, started one yesterday uh, and it was, I did. And it was in part due, um, as we're recording this, we're in the thick of um, a lot of racial tension in our country. And and there's also, there's just a lot of of noise happening, Mm -hmm. I feel like. And Mm -hmm. I, I have spoken, you know, what I feel is right. And then I don't know that I could really add much else to the conversation. So I was thinking, what can I do when I can't do anything else? And the answer to that was, of course, prayer. Mm -hmm. So I, I, just like you, and it's funny because for two reasons, one, we're still in this kind of quarantine time. And my husband, who has to meet with a lot of students virtually, he works at a local college, is taking over my office. So I've cleared out my closet to record this podcast as I'm Ah! doing now and also also have my war room. So it's just been, I'm obviously like brand new at this, but just as you said, like starting that day and having like the prayers that you can look at. And um, I read The Circle Maker by Mark Batterson. Have you heard Mm, of that? I've heard of it. Mm -hmm. It's so good. And I feel like that really opened my eyes to what prayer can and should be. And so just kind of having that in the back of my mind and then starting this war room, I'm, I don't know, I'm just really excited about what we can do without being loud. You know what I mean? Like everyone wants to be loud. Everyone's shouting, I feel like. And I'm just like, what if, What happens if we get quiet instead? And Ooh, I don't know, I'm just interested to see what God's going to do. Yeah. Oh, that is so good. And it's so like, it's just so refreshing because that is, that is time that no one can take away from you. You'll never yeah. reg- regret getting in the quiet place with the Lord. And it's just, it's so it's so fun because God is fun and he just, I don't know why I've been saying that a lot lately. He's just, he wants to reveal himself to us and he does that through his word, but we have to like take time to be still and know. And the way that we can do that is go and be with him. And, oh, I'm so excited for you. (laughs) That's awesome. And I want you to unpack that more because I listened to this on another podcast talking about how God is fun and has a sense of humor. And that is something that is not talked about because we're like, okay, cute idea, Katie and Georgia having this little war room, but that sounds 
boring. That sounds, you know, not fun. Like talk to me about the fun and the the sense of humor that you experience in these, oh, these times. Well, I, I truly look forward to getting up in the morning because I know it's the only time that I'm going to get alone. And so by yeah. waking up my spirit before even my mind fully wakes up, I, I'm in the right heart posture for my day, which I've seen just carry through everything else. And I just ask the Holy Spirit and each morning, I'm just like, Lord, just please come in and flood my heart. Make my heart your home today. And just everything else is an overflow once I'm filled up with his spirit. And, oh, it's just, it's so, it's so fun. And Katie, I got to tell you, coming back home, I'm actually staring at my closet here in Arkansas. I don't have a walk-in closet here. And so when I came home for quarantine, I was like, well, I got to keep up my daily rhythms because that has just given me a beautiful structure to to my day. And so I started writing prayers on my little closet wall here. And when I sit in this closet, my feet like hang out the hang out the door, so I can't shut the door um, <laughs> because it's just like two racks. But it's it's still so beautiful to be able to keep that daily rhythm up. And my my quiet time is going to look different than yours and. Neither of ours are better or worse than another. It's just what you make out of your relationship with him. And so he's just really convicted me in this time and and opened my heart and he's healed me too. That was something that in this season, Katie, I didn't I didn't know that I needed. And it's so sweet that he he knew in his appropriate and perfect timing that I was made for a time like this to come back to the home where I spent my teen years and spend it in the quiet place with the Lord in a season of slowdown and just heal. And so it's been really, really cool to just be still and know that He is God. He is the God of this season through the good, through the bad, and through just the thick of it. And so, oh, it's just, it is fun. It is fun. It, it's hard. Yeah. Pruning is hard, but but it's necessary. Well, traveling to colleges is not happening so much this semester, but by golly, I'm having so much fun zooming it up with sororities all over the nation. And I can do this so much more often. I had three Zoom events last week, and I would love to be able to have a Zoom event with your chapter as well. It is not too late to book it for fall, maybe even spring semester if you want. Check out katiebulmer.life for all the details on a virtual Zoom event to bring the sorority girls can change the world message to your college or university. The secret is out. I am partnering with Elevari Jewelry to help bring young women a tangible piece to help remind you that you belong to a larger sisterhood. There is a war out there after your heart, and I believe that we can come together as women and realize that we can stand strong, united, as women of faith and have a tangible piece of jewelry to remind us that we belong to something bigger than ourselves. I'm also really excited to announce with Elevari Jewelry, we are doing philanthropy give back fundraisers. Giving back to your philanthropy should not be canceled because of this crazy semester, and we're making it super easy for you. All you have to do is pick a promo code and a date range that you want to run your special, and 15% of all the proceeds will go back to your sorority's philanthropy. Check out all the details either at my website, katiebulmer.life or elevarijewelry.com. Looking cute, making a difference for your philanthropy, changing the world, and strengthening sisterhood. You guys, I am here for it. You don't know this part, but one of the reasons I was kind of drawn to you, we were 
George and I d- together in this online women's conference where it was so crazy because when this was planned, no one had any idea that COVID-19 was coming. Right? Oh. We planned an online women's, isn't that crazy? And we had uh, planned an online women's conference, uh, Amy Jo out of Nashville. She's amazing. And then when it came, that was the only option to have yep. an online women's conference. So thankfully it still happened. And I loved listening to your segment for a lot of reasons. But one thing that stood out to me is you talked about how, and I won't get this wording right, but something along the lines of like, you used to look for boys to find completeness or like, Hey boys, you know, give me validation, which is so human. And so girl. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I completely identify with that. Uh, I was that girl. And one of my biggest passions of mentoring my younger friends is a boy will not complete you. Like, let me say it one more time. (laughs) A boy will not complete you. So anyway, can you talk to me about that? Right. Can you, and you mentioned that like the savior complex, like we look for a boyfriend to be our savior. We wouldn't say it in those words, but, but we do. So what was your experience with that? And can you kind of unpack that a little bit? Oh girl, I'm so pumped to talk about this because I am so passionate (laughs) about this. Oh man. So all through high school, I, I was the girl that, that, thought she needed to have a boyfriend. Like truly, I was just like, I don't know. I just, I went to a very big high school and a lot of the other girls were dating. So I thought I needed to date. And, and it all goes back to like daddy issues of, you know, my dad traveled a lot and so I didn't see him. And so I would just hang out with boys. And, um, and so that really was hard. It broke my heart more times than that I could tell you. And it left me empty every time because yes, a boy is not my savior. And, and also I'm not his savior because that was me. I'm, I'm a fixer. I want, I want to fix you and love you more tomorrow than I did today. But, oh my goodness, finding completeness in the Lord. It's true when they say one plus one equals one, when you're whole and then another person is whole, you just find completeness in the Lord and you can push one another closer to their purpose in Christ. And so, mm-hmm. oh, so all through high school, that was definitely my biggest struggle. And um, going to college, I I left all that behind. I was like, you know, I, I'm just going to be the best version of myself that I can be. I will never forget that nine and a half hour drive out to Tennessee. I was like, this is it. Like, this is my time to just be me. Like, God, this is our season. Like, let's go. And, and it hasn't been perfect. There have been still, you know, the same problems with different faces that I'm having to recognize and see, okay, this is where it goes wrong every time. Like, this is an unhealthy friendship. We need to, you know, prune that out, even though it really hurts. But, oh man, that's honestly what I'm learning in this season of coming back is I'm coming back to the place where this all happened. I'm coming back to the root of the problem and the Lord is really uprooting the the main issue of seeing Georgia like you are whole in me and I'm going to write your love story. But before I can write your love story, we need to go back and all those band-aids that you have covering your heart let's let's take them off it's gonna hurt a little bit but I want to come in and just stitch your heart up and and allow the scar to tell the story because when I when I do write your story and I'm writing it right now I want you to be so secure in who you are and I want your past to tell a story not to tell of trauma and and so truly I I gotta tell you like Katie he's been healing me in the sweetest and fun ways like Oh, my best friend, she uh, just got engaged. <laughs> so Aww. like being able to 
to see my best friend's love story and be healed in that way was something I never thought because to be able to see the pursuit, to see the pursuit of a boy and how that's supposed to happen and how that's not my job to chase some boy down. Like I have to truly, like we talked about at girls conference, I have to throw off all the sin that so easily entangles. And for me, it it just happens to be boys. For other people, it may be body image, pride. Oh, I don't even know. The list goes on and on. But for me, it was an identity issue. And it goes back to, you know, Christ. I need to just daily surrender to Him. And so through the love story of my best friend and then, girl, I got to tell you, Hallmark movies have been so (laughs) healing because I'm like, oh, okay, now this is what this looks like when a boy like likes you. You don't have to do it. They need to be the ones to take the effort. And then Karen Kingsbury's books, I've been reading them and like yeah. reading like the sweetness and how Christ can be the sinner and how the Lord wants you to have relationship. Oh, that's just, it's been healing because for a while I couldn't like, like even my guys that are friends in my life, I like, I can't see them the way that they need to be seen because I'm, I, I'm scared, which sounds so crazy, but like, that's just how my past has made me look at things and people and, and that's not how it's supposed to be. And so the Lord has taught me, Georgia, there's another option. So let me show you the way and let me show you my original design, but you're going to have to get back to me and abide in me. And just John 15 is just the whole, oh, that is my whole 2020, just to abide in him and know that apart from him, I can't do anything. And so this pruning season has really helped heal my heart. And so girl, if you have any advice for me to continue this healing process, Uh I would love to hear. Well, I I was writing, I write notes because I don't want to forget things to say, but I love what you said about becoming a whole person before you meet another person. Because I was just thinking about, and I was the same way. I felt like I was, okay, so imagine like I have a broken leg and I go meet a person with a Band-Aid and like some Neosporin. And they're like, "Uh, will this help? I mean, yeah, it'll help, but it's not going to fix anything. Mm. And so I felt like I was looking other guys, like I'm brokenhearted. Can you help me? That'll make me feel a little bit better, but nothing is going to fix the root of the problem until my heart is become whole. And the only one that can do that is the one who made me and defined love on a cross. Like I also was looking for guys to treat me who didn't even know what the example of love was. I mean, they were looking Mm -hmm. for an example of love in uh, I don't know, the Kardashians and MTV. And turns yeah. out those are not very reliable sources. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who knew? Who knew, right? Crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, so for sure. I mean, my story was looking for love in all the wrong fraternity boys is the way I always say it. And not working out, not working out. Shocker, shocker. And hearing the woman at the well story. And he like literally was saying, you're going to look all day long in that well to find something to quench your thirst. But the only thing that's going to quench your thirst is eternal water. And I give you eternal water. So you'll never thirst again. And I was like, wait, what? Like a boy isn't the thing that will complete (laughs) me. And that was what rocked my world. And the next guy I dated was my husband. Um, And we dated like 
I mean, completely different than any other guy. I've said this several times, but completely Demi. He honored me. He cherished our relationship. He never, you know, sex was not even a conversation because why would it be? We weren't married and we never just got ourselves in those tempting situations. And it was just so respectful and honoring relationship. And um, I'm just so passionate about women having that because it can be had and women are the um, steer the ship much more than they realize. Um, there's a, I just heard the other day, he was talking to a doctor friend, he's a PhD. And he said that women through actually through all species, humans included are kind of the ones who steer the ship when it comes to the male woman relationship. So if a, a female is quickly to be like, um, well, let's have sex and let's, you know, just date with no no strings attached and my heart's not really involved, then the man will follow. However, when a woman like, no, like this is, we're going to respect each other. We're going to honor this. We're going to treat this uh, not necessarily serious, like we're going to get married, but with respect for each other as human beings, then the man will follow. And so women need to step up. I feel like Mm -hmm. culturally and just be like, no, like our hearts are worth romancing. Our hearts are worth cherishing. And um, there's just so much more to the dating relationship than this quote, just having fun. That drives me bonkers when people say that. I'm like, no, you're not having fun. You're, you're on the road for heartbreak and destruction. Like, Mm -hmm. "Ah." I know. And that always bothers me too, because it's like, okay, trust me, I know. And now you're going to have to pay for it later. And you're going to have to stitch up all those wounds rather than just saving yourself the hurt. And I've heard that phrase a lot too, is saving yourself the hurt. And it's so daggum true. Like, oh my goodness. And my friend that gave me these Karen Kingsbury books, she read all these when she was like 14, 15, 16. And she was like, Georgia, I never settled because this was my standard. And I was like, oh my Mm. gosh. Well, when I was that age, I was, you know, starting Grey's Anatomy and and that's your standard. And it's like, oh gosh, like that's polar opposites. And you can't live by the world and live by his word at the same time. Like, like we get to choose and to see that there's another option and to see that my heart is valuable and that I deserve to be pursued. Like it makes that no easier when you have a solid foundation. And so, oh girl, I get it. Yes. (laughs) I'm, I get so hot about that topic, so I'm glad you do too. Same. Oh. <laughs> Have you read Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers? <gasps> Yes, my queen. I sure have. <laughs> oh, I love that book. I highly recommend it. If you are a female and you are breathing, you. Ha- I mean, like <laughs> and it's, you're breathing. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. Did Those you are the see? only qualifications. I know, right? Did you see that the movie's coming out next year? Wait, stop it. Yes. I Googled to see if the movie, I read it four times. I'm so obsessed with it. Are you serious? And I Googled to see if there was a movie, but no, there's one coming out. Yes. Next year. I, I promise you, you're going to look at this and you're like, oh my gosh, that's a big book. You will read it in a weekend because you're so obsessed and it, it like, it it is everything. It is everything about dating and God's love for us Mm -hmm. in a real life couple that you can, Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And I I read it this time last year for the first time. I had a mentor give it to me and she was like, Georgia, I think you need this in this season because I was in an unhealthy friendship with a boy and it was just very confusing, like very confusing, like, like taking me out on dates, but saying we were just friends and, you know, driving me around all the time. It was just so confusing. And our God is not a God of confusion. And so I was trying to read the story one way when 
it was clear it was definitely not that. And so she said, I think you need to read this and see see a pursuit and see see God's redeeming love. And I read it and I was like, okay, I'm done. This is so good. Oh, oh my gosh. I can't even handle it. It's so good. It sounds like you've had some really incredible mentors in your life. And I wanted to hear about that because that's something that's definitely lacking in our society. And kind mm. of my heart behind this podcast is to serve as a mentor. But talk to me about the mentors that you've had in your life. Oh, that's so good. And, you know, I don't think I really had mentors until like the past few years. I think it's, it's something that you, you need. Like, I totally agree. It's like the Paul and Timothy thing. Like we, we need that. Like you need your Paulinas and your Timothinas, you know what I'm saying? Like it, (laughs) it, you need that. You always need someone pouring into you that is older than you. And you can definitely learn a lot from, from someone that's younger than you too, that can bring you back down to that childlike faith that we need to hold on to. Um, yeah, I have a few women that pour into my life very, um, specifically and intentionally, but then there's also those women that you may not see on a daily basis, but just in your church that you can watch and I think that's really interesting too. Like our women's leader, our women's director at church, she's in her late 50s, 60s. And I just watch her lead and I'm like, that's incredible. You know, there are people that you can look up to, but you you may not have a close relationship with, but you can still watch Jesus use them and be inspired through that. And so I think it's very important to hold people close to your heart too, so that they can hear right where you're at and really speak into that. And so it's kind of a new thing for for my life, but it's really changed a lot and really helped me see outside of myself and see see my blind spots that as I'm going down this journey, like that I I can't see everything and you know use my turn signals and and drive the speed limit exactly. I I may need a sister pal sitting next to me saying, hey, like watch out, you you really you shouldn't go that way. Let's turn right here instead of going left. And so, oh, it's been super sweet and. So I, yeah, I just, I love it. And I, I didn't have it through high school, but definitely as college has has progressed, it's been, it's been really beautiful. That's awesome. And you kind of serve as a mentor as well, right? Don't you do a small group or did I make that part up? No, I, I have done a few small groups and, and it's been super hard because, um, with school and with leading worship and stuff, it was really hard to always find, once a week to just like sit down. And so it's been really sweet to one-on-one be able to like have those FaceTime dates with girls and just really try to intentionally pour in as much as I can. But really what I love, Katie, is Instagram has kind of become like like a really fun ministry. Like with every post, I never want it to just fully be about my story. My story is just for his glory. And so if I can learn something that he's trying to teach me and, and share my two cents of learning with you, oh my gosh, like that is everything. And so even with my DMs, like they are always open for girls and to just come in and just ask questions, ask for prayer, guidance. I'm literally like an open book. And so even through the internet. Like that's so wild. It's super fun to just be available and just have your yes on the table for people because that's why we're here. We're here to love his people. First, we're here to love God. And then we're here to love his people. And all he wants from us is our faithfulness. What's your Instagram handle? Because everybody needs to go give you a follow. My Instagram is I am Georgia Brown. 
I am Georgia Brown. No mistaken how to spell that. That's awesome. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So just a few questions I want to wrap up, but do you have any like books, podcasts, things that you, I know you have a podcast and you got to give a shout out for that, but just um, something you recommend to people listening. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, first I have a, I have a podcast and it's called Faith and Friends and it's so fun. Like I just, I love talking to people. Katie, talking to you has been so much fun. And so (sighs) I just, I love hearing people's stories and just, you know, hanging out. And so we have the first season up on Spotify and Apple and we're in the middle of that season. And so there'll be lots of fun episodes coming soon. But also I've been really, faith and friends. I've been really loving reading in this season. And oh, I am currently reading Get Out of Your Head, which is a incredible book. Have you read that book yet? No. Oh, it's so good. It's about just how to to fight the battle between your ears and just truly mm. take every thought captive. And, oh, I have to read it with a highlighter because there's just so much good stuff <sighs> to read in there. Oh, but yeah, reading books and and going for walks and podcasts are just really fun too. And so I love your podcast. I love Annie F. Downs podcast and, oh, and I love Sadie Robertson's podcast too. Yes. Yes. Well, your positive attitude is just so contagious. I hope that you have been told that before that you're just (sighs) zeal for life. Yeah. It's just so magnetic. I hope that um, people are just drawn to your love for Jesus, your love for shoot, you probably love the air and the trees and the everything. I do. You just have a, I such do. a seal. <laughs> You're so kind. I love that so much. Um, okay. So my favorite question is, this is called the truth for your twenties podcast. So you're the ripe age of 21. So yes. maybe let's go back to like your 18 graduating high school self. What would you tell her? Oh, that's so good. Oh, oh man. I would tell her to enjoy the journey, like truly just let God order your steps and just let tomorrow worry about itself because it has enough troubles of its own. Just truly, like when you wake up, enjoy that breath, enjoy the day and just do the next thing that God told you to do. Don't worry about tomorrow because I think it's so easy to do that. But I remember 18-year-old Georgia going off to college and and she was just so full of life and so naive. And I just love that girl because she had no idea what the heck was going on. She was just present and and ready for what God was going to do. And, and no, it hasn't been easy, but it's definitely been worth it. And with Jesus writing the story, oh, goodness, I am here for that story. <laughs> he writes way better stories than we would. I can tell you that much. Oh, yeah. Whew, man, I got put down the pin every day. I know. I know. It's so funny because I've had that conversation so much lately. Like if you would have been like, okay, in the beginning of 2020, all right, Katie, go in a log cabin and think about all the possible scenarios for this year. Never in 1000 years would have come out. (gasps) You're so right. Right? Like never in a million years. No. Um, And yeah. And right now we're in the thick of it and it's Mm -hmm. obviously not like sunshine and roses, but I do know 100% that God is making some really, really positive. He's in the business of making beauty from ashes. That's like like his number one resume thing. (laughs) So, I I mean, there's... uh, 
there's going to be good that comes from this. And, um, you know, we might not even know right now, but even in people's individual lives, the slowdown, the intentional time with family, like yeah, everyone listening has had something good come out of this. And so, mm-hmm. um, anyway, I, I'm just interested to see the stories that are being written right no, now. It's that crazy. is so good. And, and something else too, that I've really thought about is churches on Sundays. They are being able to reach people that they never would have been able to yeah. hold within four walls. And so the Lord is at work and he is good and he is not surprised by all this. And I think that's something I've been having to remind myself a lot about is, you know, he is helping us see clear in 2020. We can open our eyes to see what he has right in front of us. And, you know, he had to do that by slowing us all down a little bit too. And, yeah. and we were made for such a time as this, as Ecclesiastes 3 said. And so it's like, okay, how can I dig into that? And Lord, reveal to me, why did you make me for such a time as this? Because you don't make mistakes and you're a promise keeper and you are my father. So Lord, I trust you. And so I'm like so pumped because obviously he humbled me and I wasn't in control in the first place. Whew. <laughs> You're so fun. Did you see that video going around this girl talking about how like quarantine is, it means 40 days and how in the Bible, so many significant things happen after 40 days, like the flood and yeah. And that cool in 40 years wandering the desert and then coming back to 2020, 20 plus 20 equals 40. And then the saying of 2020 vision, like just all these interesting parallels. And again, back to the time is this, I mean, no matter what your story, like, and one thing that I'm coming back to is something I've struggled with so much. And I've talked about on here is finding my voice. And I feel like Mm. what other choice do we have? What other choice, like stop worrying about what people are going to think and do I have my hair right? Like just, we have to use our voice. I mean, that's all we have and just speaking out about what we're passionate about. So, ah, yes, all the things. Girl. And that's what you said at the beginning was I've said what I can say, but now I'm going to pray. And I, I love that because a lot of this is, is noise that the world will try to feed us through, through the media, through the next, you know, top 10 shows on Netflix, through whatever it is, but his word never changes. And so to find that voice, to be able to hear him clearly, we have to just open up his word and just hang out with him and allow him to wash over our heart and to be fun. And oh, so girl, you're just amazing. Oh, so are you. Well, I would encourage everyone listening just to like, it's okay to say, God, show me where you're fun. Show me where you, where you have a sense of humor. Show me how to have delight in you. Like show me what it's like to get in my closet and, and enjoy it. You know, I tried it a few times a year ago and I like fall asleep with my head against the wall. I'm like, no, I don't think this is the way it's supposed to be done. So, but you know, just ask God, like, show me, show me how, what it's like to have a relationship with you. It's okay to start right there. Mm. I think that's actually the best place to start. So, (sighs) oh my gosh, I could talk to you for four hours. (laughs) Same. This is so fun. So fun. Well, unfortunately, I mean, there might be someone who doesn't want to listen to us for, for four hours. I mean, whatever. I mean, I can't imagine. But yeah, um, if that's the case, if that's the case, I'm gonna let you go. But I had so much fun. Give another shout out your Instagram handle and your podcast. Yes. So my Instagram is I am Georgia Brown, and I'd love to be your friend forever. And speaking of friends, Faith and Friends is my podcast. And I'd love for you to join us on all those fun little conversations.
Yay. Well, thank you, Georgia, for just bringing some happiness and fun and positive energy. It is contagious. And I hope that we all caught it from you today. Oh, well, Katie, I would rather you catch that than the coronavirus. So I'm so thankful for you (laughs) and just who you are and for all the fun. Thanks, friend. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Take a screenshot and put this up on your social. Tag me at Katie Bulmer Life. By the way, I love your DMs. I'm just a regular girl who responds to all my DMs. I never thought I had to clarify that, but apparently some people don't. You actually do me a favor when you reach out and tell me what you want to hear more of because I'm no longer a 20-something, but my passion is to keep my thumbprint on the pulse of what you guys are walking through, what you want to hear more of, what resonates. So please reach out. Do not be shy. And lastly, those of you who leave a review on iTunes is the best possible compliment you can give. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope that you gain some truth for your 20s. Hey, my name is Hannah Boomer. Thanks for listening to my mom's podcast. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) And our work here is done.